0: If Welcome to Tech Talk with me, David Donde. If you have questions you want to find out more about something, drop me a line at david.fmr.co.za at and you can find me on at David Dundee on most social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E and the podcast as always on fmr.co.za. I promise to keep you all updated on my voyage into green and load shedding apathy with my installation of solar at my new home. The core of the solar system is the inverter. It's the brains of the installation, for want of a better word. It's the junction between the house power, ESCOM, or the lack of it, your batteries, and your solar generator, or wind turbines, or whatever else you happen to have. Essentially, batteries and solar panels are on the DC kind of electricity, while houses and ESCOM are on AC. Also, the voltages differ wildly. The more advanced panels manage you to sell the surplus electricity you make back to the grid and stop you destroying your batteries at the same time through either overuse or overcharging. And they communicate with you and the world. I settled on the sunsink inverter, which has allowed me to ignore stage six quite admirably. The inverter, battery, and solar need to be the right size for one's requirements. And here is my first recommendation. While more batteries may be added after the fact together, in fact, that's the very definition of a battery, Solar panels can be scaled by adding more. The wrong size inverter is a one-off expensive mistake to make. If you think you need a 5 kilowatt inverter and you really need an 8 kilowatt, you've just wasted a fortune on the wrong inverter, hoping very hard to sell it in the second-hand market for a lot less than you paid for it. I knew I would need a 5 kilowatt inverter but was likely to need just a little bit more so I bit the bullet and went with an 8 kilowatt inverter and that's around 30% more expensive but it does future proof me. Next determine whether you are three phase or single phase and get that right because certain inverters are built for three phase and others are single phase. I was in fact installing into a three-phase home but actually decided to convert the whole house to single phase and redo the electrics which were in need of redoing anyway simultaneously. Not a vital step, but I was in for it anyway. Uh, And the 3-phase inverter would have been just slightly more expensive, but not really material. Lastly, you need to decide what you want to run off of grid power and what you want to run on grid power. So you talk about critical uh, loads and non-critical. So essentially, a critical load is what do you really need on during load shedding and what can you wait for ESCOM to come back on with. It was my call to sell excess power back to the city of Cape Town and buy it back for things like geysers, which I didn't feel were worth sizing the inverter for. In a side note, I reduced my geyser elements from 3,000 watts or 3 kilowatts to 2 kilowatt or 2,000 watt elements, as two elements would use 6 out of my possible 8 kilowatts. And here is where the SunSick Inverter, which I opted for, stands nearly alone. When on ESCOM, it allows an eight kilowatt inverter like the one I bought to draw double that to sixteen kilowatts when running on city power, thereby reducing my need to overscale the system. Well in theory anyway. If we go beyond stage six, I may have misjudged and need to learn the Wim Hof method because I'm not going to have hot water. The SunSync inverter set me back around 35,000 rand, and there is a near-identical D-E-Y-E, dye inverter on the market. But I think the SunSync, which is spelled S-U-N-S-Y-N-K, has software that gives it the edge with an excellent mobile app. If you've got questions you want to find out more about something, drop me a line, david at and you can find me on at david on those social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E, and the podcast is always on fmr.co.za.